4: plushcare.com slash weight loss. Virtually every democracy in the world is dealing with challenges right now, including the United States. We're up against deep inequities, systemic racism. Are you respecting the the rights of these kids? This is
1: not a zoo, sir. Please don't treat the people. You're right.
4: And this is a dangerous place.
1: And I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. Right now, I'm scared.
5: Be scared, everybody. Doom is impending. Things are looking bad. That is Rochelle Walensky. The Bay State's own Rochelle Walensky today telling the American people that we're all going to die. Yep, it's too late.
1: When I first started at CDC about two months ago, I made a promise to you. I would tell you the truth, even if it was not the news we wanted to hear. Now is one of those times when I have to share the truth and I have to hope and trust you will listen. I'm gonna pause here, I'm gonna lose the script, and I'm gonna reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. We have so much to look forward to, so much promise and potential of where we are, and so much reason for hope, but right now I'm scared.
5: I have a recurring feeling of impending doom, and right now I'm scared is exactly what you say to a shrink uh, when you're uh, being treated for some kind of depression or bipolar situation. A health expert, that is like the the pilot running down the aisle screaming that he's uh, afraid of the uh, altitude. This is a public health expert, the head of the CDC, Mm -hmm. saying this to us. This was amazing today. First of all, there's a couple things to to stop and think about. Let's go through that again.
1: When I first started at CDC about two months ago, I made a promise to you. I would tell you the truth, even if it was not the news we wanted to hear. Now is one of those times when I have to share the truth, and I have to hope and trust you will listen.
5: Now is one of those times when I have to share the truth. Are there times when she doesn't have to share the truth?
3: uh like this, mostly about school reopenings. So well that's a totally different story. We'll the, get she's to that. not allowed to share the truth right. about school reopening. it's one of the times where i have
5: to be truthful okay guys so this time pay attention last thursday you didn't need to be recording that one i was just full of it then
1: i'm gonna pause here i'm gonna lose the script and i'm gonna reflect on the recurring
5: she says i'm gonna pause here i'm gonna lose the script she's reading a script and she never stops until minutes later when they stay- take questions from the press She's literally losing. She's reading the script. She's reading the part that says, "I'm going to lose the script." You can see her eyes follow the words. (laughs) Still,
1: the feeling I have of impending doom. We have so much to look forward to, so much promise and potential of where we are, and so much reason for hope. But right now, I'm scared. I'm scared," said the leader in charge of
5: combating this disease. I'm scared. Who the hell would say? Why are we getting an emotional reading from her? Right. You know, today I'm feeling extra tenacious. What does that mean to us? I'm scared. Well, then get somebody there who's not afraid. Get somebody to work, lead the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control. Who's not afraid of diseases, maybe. <laughs> Somebody who's, you know, up to this task, who wants to... Fu- I'm scared. Sorry about that. You know, the Germans just uh, invaded the Sudetenland, fellow Britons. I'm scared. Yeah. Just wanted to get it off my chest. I feel better now because I got it off my chest that, I, you know, I can feel scared too.
1: So I'm speaking today not necessarily as your CDC director, and not only as your CDC director, but as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter. To ask you to just please hold on a little while longer. So
5: this is too good. So this non-scripted, completely scripted and crafted by the communications team script here, everything she said, and this is why it's so badly written, because everything she said is political messaging Mm -hmm. and is meant to, um, you know, kind of hide the ball a little bit. Every part of this thing. So I'm putting this script away. Recurring feeling etc and this especially
1: so i'm speaking today not necessarily as your cdc director and not only as your cdc director but as a wife as a mother as a daughter to ask you to just please hold on a little while longer so
5: that has all sorts of utility that is well done by the communication staff because she says to us now and the underlying messaging is this I'm coming to you right now not as the CDC director, because I know you won't believe that person, because they've been lying for the last year, but as a wife, maybe you'll believe that person, a mom, that person, a daughter, maybe you'll believe that person. Because So so take this message to me to be pure and straightforward, because I've taken my CD hat, CDC hat off, the one I use to manipulate and lie, and the one this entire team has been using for the last year, and now... I'm just Rochelle or, you know, your mom or something like that. That's somebody you can trust, right? Now I'll tell you, I'm scared. Now do you believe me? But this is perfectly useful because this also, then, like you just mentioned, goes back to when she was speaking on a personal, uh, out of her personal, what did she say, Saki? capacity capacity exactly so now what this does is retroactively give her cover for lying a couple of months ago for being truthful a couple of months ago Mm -hmm. uh you know saying that the that the kids can go back to school teachers don't need to be vaccinated so now this retroactively cleans it up because as it turns out sometimes she speaks in her personal capacity like she just did here Mm -hmm. you know and it also it uh you know completely you know um Finishes the administration's lie that she was speaking in a personal capacity, yeah. and allows her to now going back in time. Oh wait, she that was her personal capacity when she said that. So the administration didn't really mean that its cool schools were safe. That was just a personal aside. She forgot to qualify it for us. It does a lot of work there, and also they can they, that can you know, uh, something to placate the unions again. Well, they already Mm -hmm. got their like half a trillion dollars. So they're like, but it's so, this is such, it's so cynical and so crafted. And what makes this even more, I mean, she has been now completely corrupted. She is, she is as corrupted as any of them. Mm -hmm. And at first she spoke candidly when she said, you can go back to school. And then they reeducated her. And now she is completely just a vessel for the administration's political messaging. This is not about the anything else than political messaging. And listen, listen to these I mean, even the parts that aren't made to be pure vile politics are careless. This is why it comes out of the communication shop.
1: I'm asking you to just hold on a little longer to get vaccinated when you can. So that all of those people that we all love will still be here when this pandemic ends.
5: Well, is that a guarantee? All of them? (laughs) If you get vaccinated and just be good, all the loved ones will survive. It seems to me that is a bit of a uh, wide-reaching promise. You know, I don't know that they can guarantee that.
1: I'm asking you to just hold on a little longer to get vaccinated when you can. So that all of those people that we all love will still be here when this pandemic
5: ends. If I do what I'm told, all the people I love will live. Alternately, <laughs> if I don't do what I'm told, all the people that I love will die. How can they possibly, how can you as a health director start off by telling us, one, that you're sad and that you're uh, feeling impending doom? And also, if we all behave, you, you make, maybe we'll, you'll make her less sad and less doomy. But also, you'll save everybody if you Mm -hmm. do the right thing. We are not... Joe Biden's polling well, which is why they have the audacity to say that.
1: We are not powerless. We can change this trajectory of the pandemic. But it will take all of us recommitting to following the public health prevention strategies consistently while we work to get the American public vaccinated.
5: This puts you on the line for lives. Mm -hmm. You better do the right... Go get your vaccine. You better do that right now. Or else you're you're that you're not going to change the tra- trajectory. Mm-hmm. You don't change. How
3: well have we done so far with uh, people washing their hands, changing the trajectory of the illness? Or
5: no, no that's because some of us misbehaved. <laughs> oh. This is completely. This is off. This is unhinged and off the freaking wall. Uh, thank you guys for doing this again as always. I- this is a CBS reporter. I have one other question, but given what the director just said, I guess
0: I want to follow up a little bit. Yeah,
5: because I just spit my coffee uh, <laughs> 45 feet in the air when you told me there was impending doom and uh, that you were scared.
0: And asked, if I heard you correctly, you said you're, you're concerned about impending doom. What is it that you saw in the data that is causing you to, to sort of start to feel this way again?
5: <laughs> when we- she starts this answers this question starting laughing. So,
3: because she's not really feeling impending doom.
5: Correct.
1: We're stagnating at around 40 to 50,000 cases a day for a couple of weeks there. Um, we didn't see trends going down anymore, but things were sort of holding steady. What we've seen um, over the last week or so is a steady rise in cases. We're now in the 60 to 70,000 range. And when we see that uptick in cases, what we have seen before is that things really have a tendency to surge um, and surge big. Um, we know that cases sometimes can be in a week or two behind the behaviors that lead to those cases, the mixing that leads to those cases. Um, we know that travel is up. And I just worry that we will see the surges that we saw over the summer and over the winter again.
5: Now, the unscripted version here that we just heard, Alice,
1: mm-hmm.
5: is much more reasonable. She's seeing that we're plateauing a little bit, or starting to gain in, case, in cases, mm-hmm. and she's looking at Europe and saying, "Well, I'm afraid that could happen here. It might. It might not. You never
3: know." Outside, you can play outside with Max.
5: In the yard, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't want the other guy to get out. Yeah,
3: in the with okay. the water table and everything.
5: So that's com- so that's completely reasonable.
3: Right. Yeah, cases and, might go up here.
5: Again. Right, and so she wa- the impending doom and all that stuff, all this hyperbole, all this incredibly um, Zoom-recorded, widely distributed uh, um, panic uh, porn, as people were calling it today. Oh, that can't be good.
3: <laughs> That's your camera. I'll, I'll reattach it.
5: All of this panic porn stuff that we saw today. That's the dog trying to get out. He just pulled the, the cable out. So now, so now, what happened later in the day? Pepper, go, go, go. What happened later in the day was, and this is all going to come together for a second. Happened later in the day was Joe Biden spoke to the American people, and it's what he said sounded very familiar to me.
0: I will always give you it straight, straight from the shoulder.
1: When I first started at CDC about two months ago, I made a promise to you: I would tell you the truth, even if it was not the news we wanted to hear.
5: So there, she's giving us it straight straight from the shoulder, which is a Joe Biden thing, I guess. And Joe Biden's giving it to us straight, straight from the shoulder. This is him afterwards, after she had said that, saying essentially the same thing.
0: I will always give you it straight, straight from the shoulder. Our work is far from over. The war against COVID-19 is far from won. This is deadly serious. We share the sentiment of Dr. Walensky, the head of the Center for Disease Control and, and Prevention, The CDC expressed earlier today, this is not a time to lessen our efforts. That's what she said. We could still see a setback in the vaccination program. And most importantly, if we let our guard down now, we could see a virus getting worse, not better. You know, as many people as we vaccinated, we still have more Americans left to go. You know, we will administer more shots in March than any country on Earth. Yeah. As a result, I'm also pleased to announce that we're on track.
5: Okay. Anyway, so but there's Biden saying the same thing, echoing what she said. She said impending doom. Biden says essentially he feels the same way.
3: Mr. President, Dr. Walensky said she's scared of an impending doom with COVID cases on the rise. Are you? I
0: just explained it, I think, thoroughly. I hope I did anyway. Thank you. Mr. President, the progress we're making is a significant testament To what we can do when we work together as Americans.
5: That's right. You know, work together. Everybody do your part, and we can change the trajectory of this virus. He's saying, echoing what she said today. Mm
6: -hmm.
5: When she said once again, this is the chief honcho, the head of the CDC, someplace with thousands of employees, a very influential place, the conduit to the World Health Organization.
1: When I first started at CDC about two months ago, I made a promise to you. I would tell you the truth, even if it was not the news we wanted to hear. Now is one of those times when I have to share the truth, and I have to hope and trust you will listen. I'm going to pause here. I'm going to lose the script, and I'm going to reflect on the recurring <laughs> feeling I have of impending doom. We have so much to look forward to, so much promise and potential of where we are, and so much reason for hope, but right now I'm scared.
5: So it's interesting the way she said, and, and, and talk about the impending feeling I've had for the, of doom. Um, you notice that she doesn't intonate that uh, with heart and soul mm-hmm. and the, yeah, in, she
3: sounds like she's reading
5: something right that somebody else wrote, which she is. And that's <laughs> exactly it. So now Alice Chaddick, the question for you is this, mm-hmm. you've heard this incredible audio. You've heard this, the head of the CDC mm-hmm. say remarkable, extraordinary, unhinged, alarmist things
6: mm-hmm,
5: why is it happening?
3: Um I would say because uh Biden campaigned on being able to stop the virus. He entered office at a time right after the the winter surge had kind of peaked, and everything was on a downswing. The virus went down, so it seemed like his um totally uh redundant mask mandate worked and it was all magic having Biden in office if you have competent people the virus just goes away So that is, the but, grand- now, but now the virus is starting to tick back up because it turns out that what we do doesn't actually control it that much it's pretty cyclical and the cases are going back up because you know the entire population isn't vaccinated yet but enough so that hopefully certainly a high percentage of the very vulnerable populations are vaccinated so I'm hoping that we'll see fewer deaths but um you know, they have to have an explanation for why things are going back up. So it has to be that, you know, people aren't being good. And some of the governors have lifted mass mandates, even though the places where the cases are ticking up don't necessarily correlate in any way with the places that have lifted mandates there. It's not really doesn't appear to be terribly related. It appears to be more regional, mm-hmm. which you would expect, Um but, you know, they need an explanation now. So they need to point the finger back at the bad governors and the bad Trump supporters or the bad people that want to take off their masks after they get vaccinated and say those people are causing it. That's what's making it go up. It's not Biden. He's competent. He may he made the virus go down. Now the bad people are making it go back up again with their bad behavior.
5: So uh, your answer most of the time would be correct why do you need to say impending doom and i'm a scared if you're the cdc director
3: um i don't know why
5: so your answer this time is not correct i mean that is an added benefit certainly and you're right they want to reset the virus is as as something that biden doesn't and you and republican governors it's always that's always standard fair mm-hmm. jab in the scheme that's fine but the reason why there is impending doom mm-hmm. something that's utterly shocking something that's going to On a Monday, own the news cycle, right, Alice, is because that means, guess what's not going to be covered anymore?
3: Uh, I'll give
5: you a hint. They're not zoo animals, sir.
3: What?
5: Have you not heard the Ted Cruz audio?
3: Oh, the border?
5: Correct. (laughs) That is what all of this is about. All of this is about changing the subject. And that's why you put such incredible uh, you know, hyperbolic uh, verbiage in her copy that yes. she read on the script that she wasn't <laughs> reading. Is that you have to make this shocking. She says it. It's shocking. She repeats it. And he re- Biden reinforces it. And this is it. Now CNN doesn't have to be down there. Nobody has to be down there. On CNN... There's been wall-to-wall coverage kvetching about the coverage happening on news stations by Brian Stelter, who's the media guy, mm-hmm. and other media pundits saying, "Geez, they keep trying to make a crisis out of this thing.
4: And now the new Fox narrative is, when will Biden
1: go to the border? Why hasn't he gone there yet? Why isn't he there right now? We're going to wow. hear that every day, by the way, until he takes the trip. That is how right-wing narratives trickle into the rest of the press and they divert attention. Amanda, what are the broader complaints from the left about coverage of Biden thus far? I mean I think one of the biggest problems is exactly what Greg said which is that the right sets the agenda yeah. they they decide that there's a border crisis and they don't want to look into the reasons for it but more they decide that there's a border
5: crisis that's Amanda Marcotte of salon.com they have gotten the the administration has been reeling from this border stuff they have no good answers we've had shows in the last few days saying that this is a bad time they nobody has any good way to spin the border crisis Mm -hmm. they don't they're afraid of their far left fringe who just wants amnesty anyway they don't want to be out there saying don't come come but don't come now they don't want they they can't stand this they're imploding Mm -hmm. trying to deal with this and so the only way to do this right now is to light a fire over there with coronavirus stuff impending doom and they say okay since we beat the hell out of uh out of rochelle uh uh what's her last name Walensky. Oh, Walensky. Uh, oh, and now she's in line. She understands not to go, uh, you know, freelancing with the truth. We'll, we'll cycle this stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, traffic it, launder mm-hmm. it through her. So we'll launder this fear and this new story through her. They and grew- then
3: Biden can go out and say, well, the CDC director said there's impending doom. I'm very seriously yes. concerned. Like it's not yes. something that they wrote for her.
5: Right, as if he wasn't at the table when they were talking this morning about how they were going to handle this. This is absolute show business. This is, and it's, it's, it's also, it's also even, it's in a sense, it's wagging the dog too. Mm-hmm. You know, we're using, we're, we're starting. You know, we're planting. A in this case it's not a false narrative because on there are you know things happening with mm-hmm. the virus, but the the script What's in what right she now? read all that stuff Go down all through. that stuff is a contrivance just meant to scare the hell out of you, and so that's what she's going to do, and this is uh remember this day when they talk about transparency mm-hmm. and how you you didn't you wanted finally somebody to level with the American people and ethics are back and truth is back. Truth over lies. Remember the truth over lies? Oh, yeah. Well, this is complete and total manipulation. There's this. There's been manipulation since the beginning with this stuff. And you know what? Here's another reason why you know why it's manipulation. Because Walensky, if she was so afraid of impending doom and afraid because we're all going to die, she would not have tweeted two days ago, we can and must do more to address the health. Uh, wait, sorry. We can and must do more to address health equity. Hmm. COVID-19 is causing disproportionate harm to communities of color, higher rates of chronic diseases, stress, mental health challenges, and disparities and disruptions in access to care and services. If she was worried about impending doom, then they would be saying, make sure we vaccinate everybody who's willing, who's at risk right now, right now. Stop delaying and stop holding back vaccines from certain communities. Stop making certain communities not eligible to get their vaccine right now because we want other communities to come forward. And so we've got a logjam of vaccines not being delivered. But yeah, that's what hem teachers. Right. That's what's happening right now. They are not serious. They are not serious about mm-hmm. this disease. This the CDC, everybody in that in the the health apparatus of this country now has been politicized. They're mm-hmm. not to be you're not to take them but as anything but evangelists for the, those uh, elected Democrats right now.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And that's what they are. And, you know, obviously, you know, you've got uh, the guy at the top, Fauci, is a great example of this. Mm-hmm. He switched colors a moment. Biden came in, jumped on Rachel Maddow, was happy to slap Trump a little bit uh, around without hitting himself under the Trump administration. He was great. He'll have you know that, absolutely. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fauci is pretty proud of what Fauci uh, did.
4: When I saw what happened in New York City,
2: refrigerated trucks are now being
1: mobilized as makeshift ports.
4: Almost overrunning of our health care system. It was like, oh my goodness. And that's when it became very clear that the decision we made on January the 10th to go all out and develop a vaccine. We had a number of vaccine candidates. May have been the best decision that I've ever made with regard to an intervention as the director of the institute.
5: Single handedly, unilaterally, Anthony Fauci made that decision himself. Nobody signed off on it, the net for running up the flagpole. He didn't,
3: nobody, Fauci himself determined that the United States uh, would guarantee the purchase of hundreds of millions Mm -hmm. of doses in order to provide an incentive to get it done. Fauci himself made the FDA um, allow simultaneous phase two and three trials. You know, Fauci negotiated the contracts with the drug makers that ensured the United States would get first access to vaccines. Fauci did everything. We have Fauci to thank. St. Fauci.
5: So that's on CNN, where mostly everybody is blaming everybody else and Trump for uh, missing this thing when we needed it. But this is about the border, and this is about not wanting. You know, they're not letting the press down there. They're not telling them when they can go down there. They had a how communist China is this, by the way. They had Ted. There's video of Ted Cruz trying to take video of some of the kids while he's visiting one of the uh, f- facilities. Uh, in his in his capacity as a senator i think mm-hmm. and listen to this bureaucrat who's been assigned to stop him
6: please respect please give dignity to the people please give dignity to the
5: people so behind her is a room a very loud room as you can hear mm-hmm. with these kids wearing the the foil stuff mm-hmm. and they are packed it's there's no room at all i don't even know if they're they maybe on top of each other but there's lying down or trying to sleep or whatever and he's trying to get video of them she's saying to give them dignity the kids sleeping in the, <laughs> the on
3: the concrete that floor the kids she has sleeping on the floor e-
6: exactly you work for the commissioner your senior advisor you were hired 2 weeks ago and you're instructed to ask us to not have any pictures taken here Please respect
2: the because people,
3: the, the rules.
6: political leadership at DHS does not want the american people to know it please
2: respect the rules you keep sir? standing
6: in in front of the pictures. so please you don't want the, the pictures rules. taken the rules are arbitrary please and they're designed the rules to keep the american the people, people in the dignity
2: door. and respect that's all we ask. Dignity well, no, it's and not. you're
6: asking—is this please. dignity and respect? Look please at these people. There, there's a pandemic and to the
2: people. Let, let me ask, ask you. you. There, there's, a there's a pandemic. I respectfully ask you, sir.
6: There is a pandemic. Is this respecting the rights of these I kids? I ask you. Please are respect people. Are you respecting the, people. People. the rights of these this
2: kids? This is not a zoo, sir. Yeah. Please don't treat the people. You're right. Not a zoo.
6: And this is As a such. dangerous place. Please don't treat the and people. And your policies like this. unfortunately are trying to hide them. I understand. You are instructed.
1: When 18 I senators ask you came down here, respect
2: the people, give them
3: I respect, and respect them and
6: I want to fix this situation. We all want and to fix this. And the administration it, we don't want you're working for is anymore. responsible for these conditions.
2: Please respect the people with dignity I and respect.
6: And sir. I ask you to respect the, the people as well. This is not respect. I am respecting you. I am respecting is, the people. This is not respect.
5: Somebody write a script about impending doom. <laughs> Hand it to the health uh, chief right now. Have her get out there and read it. So that is what is going on there. What a day. What a day! This has been such a, this is just a crazy time. I don't even know where to begin, but um, where should we go to? Should we go to the Glen Glen Greenwald stuff now, Alice?
3: Um, yeah, I can walk us through Glen Greenwald. So, okay. Um, this morning, well, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, there there were some people arrested for activities that they did on January 6th at the U.S. Capitol. Hmm. Um, and. USA Today ran a piece um, that is upset because the people who are facing charges for their role in the Capitol riots have been using crowdfunding sites like GoFundMe to raise money to cover their legal fees. And people have been giving them money. So they've been able to cover their legal fees mm-hmm. and hire not a public defender. Right. But a pretty a better standard lawyer.
5: stuff in you any know? kind of protest.
3: Right. So, I mean, I. If I recall correctly, I believe Kamala Harris uh, herself encouraged giving to bail funds that bail out people who are who were arrested for uh, Mm -hmm. protesting. So in any case, they've been raising these legal fees. But USA Today has a piece covering it uh, with this uh, headline. uh, Defendants in the January 6th Capitol riot continue to crowdfund their legal fees online using popular payment processors, despite a growing crackdown from tech companies. So clearly, there's a problem here, as you can tell from the headline. This is not okay. So this piece was written in USA Today about how, um, you know, how egregious it is that they're allowed, right, to ask other people to give them money on the internet. Yes, in she order to names
5: pay- a couple by name mm-hmm. in her article,
3: right, um, and she wants them taken off the platforms. And uh, she's one of several bylines on the piece, actually. But the woman who tweeted is called Brenna T. Smith. And she wrote, she tweeted, my first story with USA Today and tweeted about it. Uh, Obviously, people thought this was a hacky thing to write about. She's attacking private people who are just trying to raise money to cover their own legal fees. The last time I checked, the right to a legal counsel is uh, a constitutionally yes. enshrined right in this country and even, I really want people, even people that I really don't like to have competent counsel I think yes. that's a very important thing people who did terrible things still deserve competent counsel and in, in, representing them in their legal proceedings uh, so, and that's really not a left-right thing, it's really you know, a, an American principle so Glenn Greenwald uh, retweeted her Brenna T. Smith Glenn
5: Greenwald, very progressive um leftist, uh, writer used to be at the intercept among other places, vicious progressive, but is on, aw- he was on the right side of the Russia hoax thing, being a fraud story. Mm-hmm. And he generally believes in civil liberties. So that's where he is. He's a, mm-hmm. he was a, uh, so that's where he is anyway. So, so he is aligned now with some conservatives on these issues.
3: Mm-hmm. So, um, He wrote, congratulations on using your new journalistic platform to try to pressure tech companies to terminate the ability of impoverished criminal defendants to raise money for their legal defense from online donations. You're well on your way upward in this industry for sure. (laughs) So uh, then the replies from the blue checks and the retweets from the blue checks start rolling in. Glenn Greenwald, free speech warrior, trying to get his followers to threaten an intern so she'll no longer report on the far right
5: she responded to that though right mm-hmm. is that the one he responded to
3: oh he responded to a lot of them hang on but
5: uh, and then so they're saying she just she used her USA Today platform her huge platform mm-hmm. to torch these private Americans uh, and try to um, you know try to get them stripped of legal representation and that was fine she could use that to be a bully But that now goes away, and she's instantly now the victim. Instantly. She's an
3: innocent intern who just published her first piece and was proud of her first little dinky piece that she wrote, and he's now being mean to her. If there was ever an interaction that encapsulated what Glenn Greenwald is about, it's this one in which he defends seditionists and trashes an intern who just published her first piece. Glenn Greenwald bullying an intern on Twitter. No wonder he gets along so well with Hannity. Imagine drawing a moral equivalency between a 14-year-old filming herself dropping the M-word and a USA Today intern sharing her first byline on Twitter so you can defend Glenn Greenwald for punching down. Disgusting. And, I mean, they just go on and on. So, which, I'm not sure that it really speaks that highly of USA Today that they're uh, making their interns... Right, write their articles, like in the first place. I don't know that. That's... But you know,
5: just but it shows you mm-hmm. the incredibly limited worldview these people have. These young writers, yeah, who think, wait a second, I'm doing something good though. Why would anybody attack me? Mm-hmm. There's only one side to this, right? I'm doing something good. I'm going after the bad insurrectionists who were white nationalists and that was part of a white supremacy movement, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to. Trying to just stomp on them, and that should be—I'm a good person, right? The having no idea that her little sliver of what happened in politics and our culture and history, etc., mm-hmm. is just a tiny slice of the big picture. She thinks that she's totally well rounded. Why would I be attacked for doing nothing but the right thing? And this is a person who is undoubtedly a college graduate, which is probably well, she's where she's 21, so she might be in college. Okay, well, which is where precisely she learned to think like this between her mm-hmm. moronic parents who were doing a Black Lives Matter fist in the air thing seven months ago to, you know, to whatever overpaid, overpriced college school she's going to. This is where she learned to become stupid forever. Right. And just the whole conceit
3: where she. Can publish in USA Today big, important pieces that are saying big, important things, you know, that that are in the public discourse that we're talking about things like people's right to raise money to to defend themselves in court. Um, And yet she's not big enough or responsible enough that anyone can criticize what she wrote. Right. Now she's like, oh, I'm just the nice little student intern, and I'll, I just was right. happy that I did and my job. And now first she's acting like a martyred hero. Journalism. Like, no, you don't get to, if you're important enough to publish in USA Today, then you're important enough to get the criticism of the USA Today platform because you're putting other people's lives in USA Today.
5: Right. So it's, if, not even, it's not even just publish. Remember, this wasn't uh, the horoscope here. Right. She was blowing people up.
3: Right. Exactly. And I mean, listen to the way these people are framing this. These are all like blue check big journalists saying our intern just published her first story with us. And she's been getting this vitriol today. Insane. Here's the piece. It's great. And so is Brenna. Like she's somehow immune from criticism for the piece that she wrote because she's an intern. Well, then don't if it's if we're not allowed to criticize it, then put it in the student newspaper at her college. Don't put it in USA Today that we all read because then we're going to criticize it. And here's another one. Glenn Greenwald using the full weight of his social media platform to incite a mob against an intern. I mean, and he
5: used her name, remember?
3: Yeah. I believe her name was printed on the article.
5: So this, yes, but he used it. That's uh-huh. a, a wink and a nod to for people to go attack her and put her life physically in danger, is what they're saying with straight faces.
3: Right? It's unbelievable that, that they don't see... The complete hypocrisy. I mean, they they put these people out there. They shove it in our face like, look, our intern just did this amazing piece. I'm like, OK, but if you're going to put the piece out there in the world, then people are allowed to criticize the take. You know, it's it's the same thing with everyone. When, and people on the right do this, too, where they'll put like some young kid out there who's making the point like who was the mini AOC girl oh, yeah. or that kid CJ Pearson that was conservative and then he was liberal and then he was conservative he he went back and forth like you put these people out there at a young age specifically because you think it makes them immune to criticism you put your opinion in their mouth and then you you tell people right. they can't criticize it because the youth said it. Or, you know, the March for Our Lives kids and that stuff. Where they're trying to tell us what the laws should be in America, but if we disagree, we're attacking children. Like, right. <laughs> Don't put the children out here. If we're not allowed to criticize the intern, then she shouldn't be writing pieces in USA Today.
5: You know? Well, uh, yeah, totally. And uh, yes. But and- I'm more worried that she actually thought that she can go and in- and push people around, mm-hmm. and that's okay because she's really good. Yeah. She's a nice person. And nobody will... Only the only people who would take issue with her are haters and racists and meanies.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: It, it's so pathetic. Jeez, it's so pathetic. The whole That whole thing is pathetic, which is why I'm going to do you a palate cleanse now, Alex. <laughs> I was just listening. This is a few days old, but it's too good. <laughs> I was just listening. This goes... File this with our guy um, who found the... Um, the nurse with giving the vaccine to be a hot, hot as bleep, and filed this with a guy flying the Southwest Airlines plane who mm-hmm. effing hated a lot of the people in the and the places he was flying over. Uh, radio host uh, Rob Liederman. I was listening, but did I tell you I was listening? This is the Kirkmanahan where I heard this today. When I to those give those guys credit because it's a great show, and he's um and I they turned me onto this thing. Radio host Rob uh, Radio host fired after I'll tell you, I'll play it for you. I'm not going to tell you what. For, radio host in Buffalo, New York was fired after he da 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 which you're about to hear. It's uh, Radio host Rob Lederman was let go and his other co-hosts Rich Gainsler and Chris Klein were suspended. I think one of them has been uh, fired subsequently. So they're on this it's a morning radio show. Yay! It's, it's the morning poll radio. Welcome to the, you know, it's and they they get onto this discussion. Chris is a, a woman, brother. Discussion about uh, toast and how they like their toast. And like one person says, like we have the thing here that says you can put it on three for three minutes, seven for seven minutes. Three is light, not really toasted very much. Seven mm-hmm. is a little darker. Like ten is like on fire. We <laughs> discovered the Puerto go Yeah, I set
3: some toast on fire. Um,
5: so, um, so that's what they got into this this uh, really inane topic for the morning mm-hmm. show. Which you think is actually for a morning show, you know, you have the, you meet maybe before the show, and say, guys, I've got a great throwaway topic here. It's nice and safe. Program director will be great with us. This can't go wrong. This nobody
3: is, will get fired. Yes, nobody will get this fired. Segment.
5: Lives, lives, especially those in this room, will not change as a result of of this topic. It shouldn't be a problem. We'll talk about toast. Here we go. So what is your what, what num- level. what's the number? I think it's you. it's it's, a, it's probably a 7 six oh
4: six to seven, God. probably seven.
5: Well, there you go. He's junior. You know, he likes his a little bit, uh, you know, on the uh, darker side of toast. I mm-hmm. guess okay, easy enough. Pass the ball to the next person. We'll, we'll you know run this for that thirty-five seconds. Get the commercial. You know, another day in the books.
4: See, we have hours, and I'm going to get into trouble it's for like this. Two o'clock. We have- I have them to the attractiveness of women that I find to be attractive.
5: <laughs> okay. They, the guy laughing nervously in the background saying, okay. <laughs> I don't know why, but okay. it's We're still not sunk yet. We're okay. So far, we are okay. Nothing has exploded as yet. There's no problem. There's really only a couple of incredibly volatile directions. Of course, Bob would never do that. We know this is 2021. You know, we're talking toast here, Bob. No reason to, uh, you know, make this into a thing. You know, so i all get out of here unscathed.
4: So I'll go. I will never go to a Serena Williams level. Okay. But I'm very comfortable with, like, uh, I'm very comfortable at a Halle Berry level. Okay. So, all right. So
5: that... You've got a real problem uh, so far. This ship is listing badly. <laughs> ship is listing badly. There's a chance with some re education, heartfelt apologies, community service, uh, self flagellations, uh, 30 lashes, um, you know, that, that you could possibly still survive. Because you're comparing. It's going to be tough.
3: I just want to double be, extra clarify. This radio host is white.
5: Yes. Everybody okay. involved here is white. But he's comparing the darkness of toast to black women
3: that he wants to sleep with or right. not sleep with. at that Depending point that's on even the toast that's color. A,
5: those are misdemeanors compared to the point where he's going now so he so so this case this is not looking good for him already he said way too way too much and even like even if you had toast out of it mm-hmm. you're now objectifying black women i'm and that is i mean you're already in hot mm-hmm. water there's one more mine, landmine to step on,
4: and he finds it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need a, a, a little bit of mulatto still coming through. It can't be,
2: not know, like com- n- is Gail King. Yeah, not that's.
5: While not she's new. saying that, she is putting her personal effects into a box. I guarantee <laughs> you, that is it. I need a little bit of that word, and that does it.
4: Thanks, uh, Bob. No, no, Gail King is not even in on my. On my toaster, love.
5: Yeah, um, you see those people outside of the <laughs> studio, Bob, uh, waiting for us. Oh
3: my goodness!
5: It was toast that did it, not our friend Toast Cat, but it is toast that did it. Man, you you know, you figure, you, it's nice and anodyne, guys. Maybe we should have done a run through, guys. I tell d- me what you're gonna say when we bring up toast, okay? <laughs> well, so, you know, wait, what? I just no, I, no, 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 Bob. <laughs> Um, I just,
3: where have these people been? Have they been under a rock? I don't, I mean, like, maybe, I know I'm very online and very in the news cycle, so I hear a lot of stuff, and not every part of the country, you know, is as into the news as, like, the major metropolises, so maybe, I don't know, what market was this in?
5: Buffalo. Okay,
3: know. yeah, so maybe Buffalo, is that, like, not They have
5: as- the news in Buffalo, they... <laughs> <laughs> They have 2020 they in Buffalo. Have,
3: they have high speed internet access. Yes, they have everything. They, they have all sorts of stuff. So, because, I mean, it just, it's hard for me to imagine that you could live through 2020 in America and, you know, be a white person in media and not be like, on eggshells and constantly afraid of even bringing up or talking about race because of all the new and exciting ways that you can get yourself in trouble on any given day.
5: Now, in you know, if you want to give a spirited defense of Bob, even though it's he's, he, like I said, he's self-immolated there, especially with the... The, <laughs> the
3: use of that word. Yeah, the it's use not... of that
5: word. Um, I mean, to a fault, Bob really really went above and beyond to try to make a toast conversation interesting <laughs> that mean, could be these only po- it's not even a defense it's just an, uh, is epithet or whatever that is the epitaph. thing epitaph epitaph that's right um it i mean if you want to say something good about it but yeah no i don't know i would just, i would have made the toast segment boring <laughs> and if let me tell you something Mm-hmm. If I was doing the toast segment and Serena Williams called the hotline, and I could see that she was on, I would not, I would not bring her into the conversation. <laughs> I don't care. Just, just stay away, stay away, Bob. If you want the maybe,
3: gigs. Uh, radio stations should just steer clear from any topics involving the lightness, darkness, or color, yes. color of anything.
5: Just don't even. And by the way, also, is that what they say in the house? <laughs> <laughs> just pick a number. You, you know what, guys? Let's everything that's harmless around here. <laughs> let's give very risky, cancely risk names to uh, nicknames to, so that we can just live on the edge in this family. <laughs> Deal, everybody. So, sh- who was the other guy? Um, who
3: even uses that word besides people who are into talking about racial categories of people?
5: I don't know. I don't know. I remember when that was a word that was not a ra- was not off limits. Yeah. There was a, but, but, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh. oh. It, now, what was the other thing that that uh, that I heard um Oh, yes. Although this is nobody's canceled for this, but you know, in the in the um George Floyd um autonomous zone. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. There's, first of all, there's a checkpoint that you go into where guys in a booth to make sure that you're not press or the cops because neither are allowed in okay. to the zone where crime is up 60 something percent
6: mm-hmm.
5: Also there's a publicly posted sign there that says, um, please treat your visit here like you are visiting Auschwitz." In other words, it's that holy solemn sacred. Mm-hmm. I know there's no such thing as cancelling in the autonomous zone, but I also think that that maybe is um, mildly disrespectful and uh, inconsiderate.
3: I would think so. I don't think... Uh,
5: Which lord, war, 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 warlord is in charge of uh, the, racial...
3: I don't think the Waco, Texas autonomous zone would be able to get away with comparing themselves to
5: Auschwitz. Yeah, no, I think that's a tough one. All right, so uh, along the lines of America sucks is Anthony Blinken. I cannot believe this guy actually tweeted this out. He (laughs) gave a speech to either the UN or NATO or somebody. Maybe it's NATO. Who knows? It was a bunch of international jerks. Yeah, yes. And I'm just shocked that this is not something that somebody on the right recorded and they want to hide. But he proudly, proudly lets the world know that, yes, we're the United States and we
4: suck. Our alliances were created to defend shared values. So renewing our commitment requires reaffirming those values and the foundation of international relations we vowed to protect, a free and open rules-based order. We've got our work cut out for us on this front. Virtually every democracy in the world is dealing with challenges right now, including the United States.
5: So far, pretty, uh, pretty standard... Bureaucratic, diplomatic, statesman uh, mm-hmm. tripe that he's speaking. Standard stuff. You can hear John Kerry saying it.
4: We're up against deep inequities.
5: There it is. Somehow inequities are involved. Involved in everything. Involved with uh, the vaccine rollout. Involved with, uh, with um, policing. Involved in climate change. Involved in everything.
4: Systemic racism.
5: There you go again. We're a racist country where we've made it so that some people do really well and some people don't get to do well because we're a sucky country, the United States. Some of you are too, by the way, but we're the suckiest. That's granted.
4: (laughs) Political polarization, each of which makes our democracy less resilient.
5: Political polarization?
3: This guy's in charge of foreign policy, is he not? Yes. Not domestic policy? Right. So our foreign policy is now we're just a really bad country
5: political polarization is a celebration of freedom now we have the freedom to think what we want in the united states you can be an a-hole in this way you can be an a-hole in this way and we allow all of them to be like that yes we're jerks on tv and to each other and our and we're uh you know we're on a having a good string of uh you know of uh you know elected ostentatious morons sure but there's, you know, we have political polarization in our place. I understand there's a lot less of it in uh, Russia, you know. Yeah, or China. Right. There's, uh, yeah, North Korea has none.
4: <laughs> it's on all of us to show what has always been the system's greatest strength, our citizens and the faith we put in them to improve our societies and institutions.
5: Except that in my country, we've got 75 million white supremacists because that's what we have. and they're haters and they need to be on lists and we need vaccine passports because we can't trust these people at all because they won't get vaccinated.
4: The biggest threat to our democracies isn't that they are flawed. (laughs) They've always been. The greatest threat is that our citizens lose trust in democracy's ability to fix those flaws, to follow through on our founding commitment to form a more perfect union.
5: This guy is such a blowhard. I don't even know what... Half-assed point he was trying to make there, I and mean, that we might lose faith. In other words, the problem is that people might not believe government can do everything. Hmm. That's the problem, and they must know that we can. We can. Government can and must do everything for you.
4: What separates democracies from autocracies is our ability and willingness to openly confront our own shortcomings, Jeez. not to pretend they don't exist, to ignore them. <laughs> to sweep them under the rug
5: exactly shout them from the rooftops our own shortcomings again and again so that way that when you try to have a uh, uh, tete-a-tete uh, negotiation or diplomatic uh, uh negotiation with the uh, chinese they use those words against you and just call you a racist the whole time and talk about george floyd and everything else and the white supremacy and the insurrection and this and that and everything else And the Chinese do when you have to stand there and take the beating because they're just using the script that you provided.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that we don't have a leg to stand on when we try and pressure them with international pressure for the fact that they, like, throw doctors in prison for warning people about COVID or have, you know, concentration camps full of Uyghur Muslims in the north of the country picking cotton and peeling garlic until their fingernails fall off and every other crazy thing that they have going on there. Uh, It's... The idea that you can even make a comparison is so ludicrous. And the fact that the Biden administration is feeling the need to, like, apologize preemptively like this. Talk about... I mean, Obama went on the the apology tour. Talk radio always talked about that back in the Obama years. Mm-hmm. But this is, like, a step further. This is, like, we're doing a confessional where mm-hmm. we're just going through and, like, the only thing we're talking about on the world stage is the problems in america like not even i feel like the apology tour was more like for the things america had done wrong in the world like the iraq war and stuff but this is like we're now apologizing to the rest of the world for our own domestic policies yes we're like apologizing to the rest of the world because americans are arguing about what tax rates
5: should be Well, yeah, that's not just it, but also it's going to be used. You want the rest of the world to think good of us because they hated Trump so much. Well, no, now now we've got no dissension in, in any of the branches. Mm-hmm. Now everybody, every branch now believes they're a white, white, we're a white supremacist nation that should be giving out reparations and that we were built on sin and the backs of slaves and the backs of this mm-hmm. and that and, and, and that we continue to be. Systems of racism exist now and everybody's agreed to it. Joe Biden said, yep. Kamala Harris said, yep. They've all said, yes, indeed. No, we are. We're a peace. They said, that's what we are. That's what this country is. And so the rest of the world will say, oh, they must be, because they all seem to agree with it. And the, this president has a high poll rating. So, yeah, they must likely just be just sucking now. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump, on the other hand, is uh, crashing weddings at Mar a Lago, mm-hmm. which is something that he does, apparently, at Bedminster and Mar a Lago. Like, there's this thing that they tell the brides and grooms there's a chance if you have a wedding, then Trump may show up and.
3: Well, why else? I mean, do you think anybody in 2021 is having a wedding at Mar-a-Lago in case, unless they're into Trump and having him show up at your wedding would be a plus? No. I mean, do you know, do any of the liberals that you know would be like, would they say, like, oh, you know, where it would be a really great place to get married? Mar-a- they think Mar-a-Lago is like the seventh circle of hell. So
5: they wouldn't, yeah, <laughs> they would never all, go it, there. It, right. And the, the Trump people think it's Mecca. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. And so Trump goes there and he goes, the thing about Trump, He'll work a room of 30,000 or like 110, doesn't matter. And he's going to hit the same talking point.
0: You know, I just got, I turned off the news. I get all these flash reports and they're telling me about the border. They're telling me about China.
6: They're telling me about Iran. How are we doing with
4: Iran? I mean, like,
0: they oh, no, were ready to make a deal. They would have done anything. They would have done anything. And this guy goes and drops the sanctions. And then he says, we have like to negotiate now. We're not dealing with the United States. at anyway. all. Oh, no, they don't want to deal with us. And China, the same thing. They never treated us that way, right? You saw what happened a few days ago. It was terrible. And uh, the border's not good. The border is the worst anybody's ever seen it.
5: Not exactly a heartfelt send-off for, like, Stacy and Bill on their big day, you know, but... Uh that's his version of the... Um... But
3: like I said, I mean, what if you're planning your wedding in Mar-a-Lago, you're probably a Trump fan, so this is probably fun and cool, you know? I mean, yeah, it's not... Trump's not really good at making it not about himself, but, you know, you get what you get. You, Trump is a known quantity. If Trump shows up and walks through the door at your wedding, then you know what you're getting and the speech he's going to give. Right. It's not a surprise.
5: Hey as you know what, since we're going to talk about uh, in Atlantic City, uh, they're mm-hmm. spending 36000 dollars to repaint the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. Street mural because it's as Ural as Ural, as, as it's as yellow as the lines in the street. Um, the Chauvin trial has started today. Okay So it, it, we talked about this a little earlier, but this is volatile as hell, because mm-hmm. last year, we decided as a culture. That that the determining 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 which determinative determining factor the determining event uh-huh. of um police brutality racist racist police brutality was the murder of George Floyd mm-hmm. the murder we say of George Floyd that was the the um, the touchstone moment right is it a touchstone moment doesn't matter that was the defining mm-hmm. moment that was it. Yep. And that that was straight up, that everything was to be built off of that. That is the foundation of it. Mm-hmm. Even though there were questions to be asked then, and nobody did because we were in a fervor to lose our minds. So that was the determining event. Mm-hmm. All of the racial reckoning that we're having and all the new corporate brainwashing that we're having, all the fact that, that everybody has to talk about inequities and in everything, whether it's overseas, Tony Blinken, or it's the coronavirus stuff. Inequity, uh, white supremacy—all these things have to be woven through everything. This is our our vocabulary has changed. Our cultural symbols have changed. Our cu- culture has changed oh, virtually overnight. We've had to erase much of history. We've got to get rid of Dr. Seuss books. Start a new history. Mm-hmm. It's it, it overnight. This whole stuff happened, all built on this case. We also told everybody who was out in the streets last summer that they were important civil rights demonstrators, and the unrest in the streets. Was justified and it was celebrated as a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. So we're starting at that level right there. It was, uh, it was condoned to be out there and doing this and acting any way you want to was be, was condoned. If Chauvin gets off or if is not found guilty of the most harsh charge, we have given permission to. Everybody who did it last year and anybody who wants to do it this year to raise absolute hell. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's it's
3: it's encouraged. Yes, it is. And now the person, unlike last year when all this happened, the person who's president right now has condoned those riots. Yes,
5: totally. I mean, we've hired his entire cabinet mm-hmm. was hired as a result of the fallout from the George Floyd death. Right. Everything that we're weaving into all of our, everything is, it's so central Mm -hmm. that we're going to have a problem, a big problem. And also, and this I heard from the commentary guys, for the first time now, we're Mm going to have, we're going to be hearing a defense of the police officers.
3: Right. They've kept their cards really close to their chest, to be honest. So we're going to be
5: hearing a defense. And so... What do we do with that defense as we hear it? As we Mm -hmm. find out... We we may find out stuff about George Floyd that we didn't know. We may see footage that we've never seen. We may... All sorts of stuff could happen. Right. So in the very least, you're going to be hearing... You're going to be hearing new voices saying new things about this narrative that's all been...
6: Mm
5: -hmm. Has not been tarnished one bit yet. And then if he gets off, this cop... um. I mean, we've told, we've all but directed people to go out and raise hell. And like some people might say, well, no, Trump's not in the White House anymore. So there's nothing that they, that the, the big bad evil man isn't there. So they, they might ratchet it down a little bit. No, 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 no. You don't make all the gains you made last year in the in the past, you know, eight, nine months, whatever. If you're radical groups and dial it back, you surge forward.
3: Right. You're emboldened now. You've been told by the people who are currently in power before they were in power that what you were doing was great and awesome and your goals were absolutely worthwhile. And now they're not actually uh, doing anything to achieve your goals because your goals are insane and there's no way they're going to be able to get them through a 50-50 Congress. Um, They're... uh, they're absolutely going to push forward as hard as ever if not harder because they know they have somebody who's a pushover for their cause in the white house. Uh they're they're absolutely going to go harder than ever and you know the the trial surrounding the George Floyd death is really a a side note to their overall agenda. It doesn't matter to them what happened in the George Floyd case. But um you know, from their perspective, it's all a tool that can be used to achieve the goals that they want to achieve, um, which is, you know, decreasing the police presence in these areas and letting crime just happen without consequence.
5: Yeah, well, that's, that's a great point, because we've seen that the crime and violent crime rates surge in, mm-hmm. in the communities that need the cops the most. Right. So what happens to those communities now when they don't have any protection?
3: um I assume it's not gonna go well we're already seeing you know last year was a huge bump in violent crime this year we're seeing a bump um you know there are these hate crimes against Asian Americans that are up the it, you know who's gonna police those who's gonna show up the, right. the Democrats want to pass all these gun control bills who's gonna start coming and taking people's guns from them if you if you've defunded all the cops but I mean I don't know we've just, reached, like, crazy world. You mentioned, like, the books getting pulled. There's another book that's disappearing from the Earth now. This one is, um, this one's no great loss to children's literature, I feel, but this is, um, if you are a devotee of uh, Captain Underpants author, uh, Dav Pilkey, then, uh, his book The Adventures of Ook and Gluck, the Kung Fu Caveman from the Future, is, uh, is no more. He received a complaint from a Korean family, um, that uh, said, the the book was harmful.
5: He gave the normal hostage speech. Um. Hey, by the way, check out my um Substack. Not you. Well, you too,
6: please.
3: <laughs> okay. Um. Tom Substack is TomShattuck.substack.com. Um. You can find that there. You can also talk to us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. Hey, that voting is back up for the second yes, round. Yes. The second round of the um. Podcast Madness brackets. We so tweeted it. You Check can it out. vote for us on there. Uh, you can also email us burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. You can uh, find us at facebook.com slash burn also. Parlor, we are at burnbarrelpodcast. and you can find Burn Barrel Merchandise at shop.burnbarrelpodcast.com.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinns. off your first order at Bolandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing.